Welcome to Happy Hour from the Ramble Room, where the jokes aren't funny and the stories go nowhere. I'm Benson, let's get going. Welcome back to the potty, episode one, part three, with my boy Lee, talking about the life of Benson. Hopefully you're still with us and enjoying what you're listening to so far. Had a great weekend of, of some extra recording and have I got some fantastic chats coming up with you guys soon. Cannot wait to have uh, this one released. Uh, stay tuned and enjoy episode one, part three, Life of Benson. Yeah, man. How Ross. you been? Uh, yeah, good. Yeah, Frustrating. Good. Frustrated. Yeah. Frustrating. Frustrated. Damn straight, dude. I fucking know those feels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've had a couple of weeks working on on the car. Yeah. Oh, the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The car. One persistent issue, man. And I just. What's going on with it? Just. Uh, it's to do with the headlights. And I'm just not going. I'm having to bloody quit the avenue I was going down, and probably oh. just spend the money and buy a new one. Oh, but, uh, gross. Yeah, it's all good. It's the last thing before it's roadworthy, but oh, really? um, so it's almost back on the road. But so it's super close then. That's yeah. fucking good. That's good. Yeah, I just got to spend a stupid amount of money on a bloody headlight. Oh, dude, money is the bane of everyone's existence at the moment. I take it. Yeah. So where were we? Uh fuck. Well, we I didn't know we were going to do a third until uh, we talked about it the other day, and I I don't know what we got up to. It was um I think I think uh, we got up to you learning to play bass in your parents' basement. Yeah, it's not about that. Yeah, yeah. So, we, well, we did, we did medical history, which was fucked. We did, um, no, we did music, and we did when we did. Do we do hockey as well? Yes. Yeah, yeah we did hockey. Yeah, we did yeah, hockey yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Um, <clears throat> so, I guess the thing I wanted to know next was uh, what what uh, pride you out of the house? Uh, oh, pride me out of mum and dad's. Oh, fuck. Um, well. Yeah, so uh, we lived there for a long... I lived there for a long, long time. I definitely stayed uh, well over how long I was welcome, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, I think... Um, well, like, me and um, my ex, uh, we got married and we're still living. We had a whole downstairs area to ourselves. We had, like... We had our own entrance. We had, you know, kitchen, like, bathroom. We had everything downstairs. So we had lots of space. And we didn't really have a written need to go anywhere um we'd sort of been like we could have sort of looked after the look after the animals when mum and dad wanted to go away in the caravan and things like that so really it was a win for them because they could just leave whenever they wanted to go and do their traveling and at one, at one point i think before we were married mum and dad um they uh well dad rode his push bike around australia I don't know why you would want to do that, but he did it and fucking good for him. Uh, mum was support crew. <laughs> was, was that for like a, a charity or just a no, shits and giggles? Uh, I think shits and giggles. Like, so he, in a couple of different trips, he did um, like Cairns to Brisbane, Brisbane to Sydney, I think Sydney-ish to Melbourne, uh, Adelaide, like, like that kind of thing. No, Sydney to Adelaide, I think. And then, um, or Brisbane to Adelaide, either one, and via Sydney. Um, and then um, I think he just went, well, I've gone this whole coast and might as well keep going. Try and, you know, go around the whole Australia. And he just, yeah, they planned it for however many months. They set up camper trailer. They set up all this gear to do it. And off they went. Damn. See you later. <laughs> like uh, six, I think it was 
six, six to eight months later, and they they were home. It was a bit of bit of bit of a fuck around. No, unfortunate, unfortunate fuck around in between. Um, unfortunately, they got sort of. I can't remember where they got to. Might have been Emerald or Mount Isa, maybe. Uh, and um, my mum's mum got really sick. My nana got really sick, and um, they had to postpone. So they had to literally drive. Well, mum jumped on a plane and flew back. Jumped in the car and drove to Armadale, and dad drove the trailer and the truck back. Uh, and mum got there two days and she passed away. So, yeah, well. like, yeah, it was like a really, it was, a, you know, it was fucking rough. Like, so they had to postpone, they postponed for about a month and a half, two months, and then they um, basically went back to Emerald or wherever they finished off. And then, got back on the bike. Yeah, got back on the bike and kept going. So, yeah, pretty crazy. But we, like, we Damn. sort of looked after the house quite a lot, um, you know, to as, as much as, um, a bunch of well, me and my brother could look after the house, I suppose. So basically, we fed the animals and didn't burn the place down. Pretty much is what we did, <laughs> or didn't <Nice>. do. <laughs> yeah. So, so how'd you meet the ex? Because I, I know very little about it. Because I sort of entered your friend circle yeah. while, as that was coming to a conclusion. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Cause you did you meet her in the end? I can't. I remember. did. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think I met her like just before shit went south. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, um, what happened with uh, we met, so when I was talking about all the stuff to do with my, uh, electro pop band days, that's, uh, I was talking about going on dates and things like that. And that was basically where it also started. So we met through, um, well, but not through the band. Like she wasn't like a groupie or anything like that. Damn, I was um, going to ask that. Yeah. She wasn't a groupie or anything like that. Um, they definitely, uh, definitely seen girls, definitely like that, you know, had the, had the epic fringe, had the had the eye makeup, had the, all that sort of stuff. Um, and sort of, we met through a friend. I was kind of like, I don't know I'd been single for ages being back then. I was fucking super fat, like real fat and had had a lot of like, just like my love life wasn't going anywhere. And I just sort of like when I was in the band, I sort of started trying and use it to my advantage, but not in the way that a lot of people would think. So I just tried to, meet and talk to people and not, I wasn't trying to sleep around or anything like that. I mean, just come out of your shell a bit. Yeah. Just come out of my shell, like a little bit more. Yeah. Not that I've ever had really been in much of a shell because I'm a fucking pretty outgoing guy, but like when it comes to dating and things like that, I fucking hate it. Like I'm just not, I mean, I, who, whoever say can say they like dating is fucking insane. Yeah. I agree with that. Part. Um, like I just don't like it. So, you know, when we, um, I sort of met a friend of hers, so I thought, oh, she's pretty cute. Like, I thought her friend was cute. And I've caught on pretty quick that she was absolutely not the kind of person that I wanted to date because she was so immature. It was ridiculous. And I was like, oh, okay, no, I'm good. So I basically was straight up. I went to her, well, have you got any single friends? Because, like, I'm, I'm, looking for a, I'm looking for someone, you know? And she's like, oh, yeah, talk to my friend uh, Emma and then sort of started chatting I'm like okay we started chatting talked on MSN for a while and then yeah kind of just sort of started to roll through I guess like I, I don't even really know how it sort of I think we kind of um, might this, have hooked up a little bit first MSN we'll clarify that for the younger readers oh, yeah. that, that's that thing that happened between carrier pigeons and social media yeah it did yeah you're right yeah yeah so basically you get a hot yeah well if you, for all you young'uns out there uh, you get yourself a hotmail and uh, then you can have a chat network is basically what it was so and I spent many 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 years of my life on that 
fucking chat service. I don't know why. I look back on it now and just go, oh, what the fuck? It's what was available. Right? Yeah, I guess, right? It was I the guess. New, new thing back then. <laughs> it was like chatting to people. Yeah, it's like the, like the if, 90s version of like the 60s and the, and the, the wall telephone. Yeah, I guess it was kind of like the 90s version of texting. Yeah. Like, basically. Well, texting um, started in the 90s, right? No, uh, but I mean, not like not like it is now. Because nah. back then it was like, what, 30 cents a text message and you were doing like that. That's right. That, they used to charge per text. Yeah, it was, yeah, like 30, 30 cents a text message or whatever it was. And then you fucking yeah. go from there. Someone sent you a message and you actually had to calculate the value of your reply. Yeah. Like, was it oh, worth oh, the two? Yeah. Was it worth two pages or not? Yeah. <laughs> like, and texts were much longer back then because you were paying for the message, yeah. not the character. And you so. couldn't just keep te- you couldn't just keep typing either. You'd have to you could type 140 characters or something, and that was it. Yeah, it was like yeah, pay, paid for Twitter. Like yeah, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so we we talked on MSN a lot, and that's kind of how we we definitely got to know each other, and yeah, sort of just sort of spitballed from there. And um, obviously, we ended up dating for uh, quite a long time. Well, I mean, we, we end up, we end up getting married, obviously. Um, we dated for, before we got engaged, I think it was maybe five, at least five or six years before. Yeah. Yeah. So we dated quite a while. Like we never really lived together. Um, like as, um, like while we were dating like that, um, she moved into the house, like the family home when mum and dad went around Australia before, I think maybe before we were before we were engaged or maybe just after we were engaged. Um, so she moved in and then we um, sort of went from there. Really. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, that was, that's kind of where we were. That's how we met. Um, you know, like we did some pretty cool stuff together, you know, we you know, did a little bit of traveling. We went to, we went to, I uh, went to Thailand uh, once, went to America twice. Like, so we had, you know, we had a, we had a good relationship, I think. Well, I think we had a good relationship. Yeah. You know, nothing like it's ups and downs, you know, yeah. I definitely don't look back on it and go like, Despite how it ended and how I feel about it ending and the way it still makes me feel, um, it it wasn't all bad. It's good, man. I'm glad it doesn't yeah. taint the whole experience. No, it doesn't. When we did some really cool stuff together and I feel like, you know, um, I feel like I definitely, like, I'm glad that it's over now. I wish it didn't end the way it did. Um, I wish there was a bit more communication and the way it went down would have been, I feel with a bit more talking and comms would have been much different. Yeah. You know, like at the end of the day, we just, we just weren't right for each other. Really? Obviously there's reasons for that. Uh, I'm sure you'll ask me about that one in a second. Yeah. We'll get um, but yeah, there's reasons for that. Um, yeah. Cool. Cool. So you still haven't answered the original question, which is why'd you move out? Uh, well, we moved out because uh, we moved out of the home finally because we just needed to get out. Mum and dad were had decided they kept coming to me and sort of saying like, um, "We want to move to oh, we we want to move, but we don't want to like fuck you guys over." And I'm just like, "Fuck, I'm thirty something. I don't like you. Don't need to worry about us anymore. Like we'll." We'll sort it out. Like, you know, it's probably kind of the, the kick that we need to get the fuck out. You know, like dad was always very like he's, you know, if it was up to him, we would have been gone a long time ago. But, um, you know, mum is very um, mum. So like if anyone who like might actually know my mum, she is the most like I kind of say she's the most supportive woman like that's that I've met aside from Sav, like her and Sav are just like, 
to a like to a fault the most supportive people and most protective people of me that I've ever met. Cool. And like obviously you you know you you sort of expect that from your partner and your family, but to a to a degree sometimes potentially um, went a little bit too far in protecting and like maybe just needed to get a bit of tough love and yeah. get out. Like just took away a decade of your dad's free time. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, like uh, so basically they just went look. Mum sort of said like you know we're we're thinking about moving, but you know we we want to get you guys settled first. And I was like, oh okay, well just do it like just do it like when do you when do you want to do it they started looking for houses down uh, where they live down in Broomshead in New South Wales and they started looking for places and just went I said just look find stuff show me show me what you're looking for so I can like I'll just you know like I care I want to be a part of your you know decisions and stuff that if you if you want you know want opinions and things like that fucking ask away i mean if you're going to move the barham head you've got to make sure it's a big enough basement for you exactly exactly <laughs> like you know at least a big enough dungeon um and yeah i just i sort of suggested like hey like just do it my brother was like fucking do it at that point i'm pretty sure actually well, at that point my brother i think was already living in canberra at that point so he was already gone it was literally just me and um emma living there and yeah, so we just sort of try and push them on the way. And then they went, okay, well, we're planning on doing this. So you guys have got to find something soon. And we just started looking for apartments and found one at Indrapilly, which we which we really liked. I think it was maybe the second or third place we went for. Um, it was right across the road from Indrapilly Shopping Center. Uh, I, I honestly, to this day, I love that apartment. Like yeah. it just, I look back on it and go... Like, again, despite all the things that, that happened after we moved in there, uh, I had some fantastic times there, like with my housemate and um, like, you know, I got my birds and it was like, I don't know, so the first place that you move into sort of by yourself, really. Um, and it was just great. Like, I really just enjoyed it. Yes, well. Yeah, it was really nice and super convenient to go to work too. So it was like, I could walk to work every day, like, 10 minutes and I was at work. Yeah. So cool. super, super convenient. I mean, I didn't have to spend money on fuel and all that sort of stuff. So made life a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, yeah. So moved in there with Emma. Um, probably, I, th- I think we may have moved in like, I think it was maybe like, no, I think it was maybe October, November. It was close to the, towards the end of the year because, um, they, my parents end up moving to Broomshead down in, so down in the world, they moved in, I think it was February, March, around that time. So they'd been, or maybe even, maybe probably February, I think. So they moved down there. So we'd been out of the house for a little bit before they ended up finding a place and buying it down there and obviously selling the, the Paddington place. Um, yeah. So that's kind of, that sort of, that happened pretty, I feel like it happened pretty quick. Yep. Uh, and that kind of, that really hit me for six because when you've been, you know, a stone's throw away from your key support network um, for your entire life and then all of a sudden smoke bomb and everyone's gone, my brother's not there, mum's not there, dad's not there, it's fucking, like, eye-opening. And, you know, like, I'm a people person. I like to, you know, I need that sort of contact, especially with them, uh, and like, obviously, particular mum, mum in particular, and that really fucking like hit hard, especially with everything that happened after that, after yeah. they moved. So yeah. So I'm pretty sure I saw that place once, like a 
think I dropped yeah, something I think, off here once. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so you, you went from there to what down here now? Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, so yeah, when I, um, so obviously we moved in there, I, you know, pretty typical like couple apartment, like had the spare room uh, as a sort of spare bed. So if mum wanted to come up, she could come up and stay the night if she needed to or whatever. Um, and we had had Miko our parrot and yeah so that was it was it was a good little place it was you know two bedroom big reasonably big master um I yeah I look I look back on again I really liked it so how long were you in there before shit started going down uh so we went so we so mum and dad we we moved in I think the like November like October November mum and dad moved in I reckon February and uh, sort of January, the big argument, the first big argument happened. Um, and it was purely based around, um, obviously we'd been together for a while. We'd been married for a while and the pressure, not pressure, but I was get I was getting pressured for like, Hey, I want kids. Let's, start trying to have kids. And I was very, again, like other parents will say exactly, a lot of parents say this who have already got kids, you're never ready. Everyone says you're never ready. You're damn fucking straight. You are never fucking ready. Now that I've got twins, I can confirm, still wasn't fucking ready. <laughs> no one's ready for twins. No, yeah, no, no one's ready for one baby, let alone two. But um, I had the, the pressure was on from Emma saying, hey, you like I want kids like we you promised me this is going to happen and it still hasn't happened yet and I just said look I really honestly feel like we need to get in a better spot financially I'm not saying that I want to keep putting it off but I did say I think I I personally feel that we need to make a decision and say let's I said we just need to save some money let's just get five grand said we're, we're we're able to save money right now let's save five grand once we've got five grand in the bank sitting there waiting to be used for future, then we have kids. We can start trying to have kids. So I, we need a, we need an, a little, even the smallest of nest egg. Five, five grand gets you fucking nowhere, really. It helps, but it gets you nowhere. It's, but it's going to help. So yeah, we just that, needed to get started. Five, five grand's a, a large bloody issue with your vehicle. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not a lot. Yeah. And then when you have a large issue with your vehicle, it's 12 grand. Yeah. So yeah, like it, there was nothing was ever going to work there, no. right? Like, <laughs> yeah. so, um, so what was the timeline? So you said about what five, six years before you got married. Yeah. So we got married in 2015. Oh, fuck, I couldn't even tell you when we got together. Um, so that would have been about 2009 then doing math. Yeah. 20, 2009, 2010. Yeah, I yeah. think. Because uh, well, I started at JB in 2011. And we'd been together for maybe a year and a half before that. Yeah. So yeah. So around that, yeah. yeah. So um twenty fifteen we got married. A couple of years later we're moving out yep. to Indrapilly. Um yeah. And uh so after that was the downfall. So after a couple of things I should have picked up on um was she got very close with a particular person at her work. Um, talked about her like constantly, which is look, I'm not a jealous guy. I don't really care about that sort of stuff unless I've got a reason to care. 
I don't, it doesn't really concern me because like, I think I'm enough to stick around for. So if they're going to leave, they're going to leave anyway. Um, she made a, a point to very, like she was always with her started. She started getting invited to everything that we did if it was a group event. So they, I kind of just sort of didn't really, again, I didn't really see it coming because of look, I'm not going to, I don't want to go in too deep into the, um, sexuality side of everything, but you know, I'm pretty after your podcast now, pretty openly with most people, um, bye. So I will swing both ways. Doesn't really concern me. Um, but, uh, and I like Emma knew that we sort of had, we had a lot of issues before we got married that it sort of just needed to be like, it needed to be need. I needed to sort of, you know, come out, not come out, but you know, she needed to understand what was going through my head. And, you know, we experimented as a couple, as most, you know, some couples do, some couples don't. Um, and I'd experimented, she'd experimented. She was absolutely not interested in women at that point. Yep. Absolutely not. She said, I will never do that again. Understandable. Yeah, it's a pretty strong, strong statement. Pretty, very strong statement. Yeah. And so obviously in my head, you either are or you aren't. Well, then you're not. Okay, that's fine. There's no issues with that. Yeah. Um, we, I was open to it with, within a, in the relationship. So, you know, if she wanted to, you know, have a threesome with another guy, no problem. If she wanted to have a foursome with a couple, no problem. Um, we, so I obviously kind of went, look, not, you're not going to, you know, swing that way. So I never had to think anything of it after that. And then this girl came onto the scene who was a lesbian and basically like befriended Emma. I, I was, I, we had already had a bunch of friends that were, that were gay at the time anyway. So a couple of girls, uh, girlfriends that, you know, the two people that, a couple of people that photograph, photographed our wedding, um, were a couple like gay, a lesbian couple. Um, another, group of friends by the way played inline hockey with they were um gay as well so, so it wasn't a thing yeah. it wasn't a thing uh and you know and i don't think any of them ever knew either yeah. like at that point at that point and if they did that if, if they did they didn't say anything and um yeah that's sort of where it all kind of started to go pear-shaped so um, this woman was you know around we i kind of after like now looking back on it i kind of think there might have a couple of times been something that happened that I didn't know about. I don't know for sure. She never told me, but I know for a fact. So it came to 20, I think it was 2019. I think it was 2019, maybe 2018, 2018, I think. And I went away for my birthday, went to, we went, we got a room down the coast I invited all my, a bunch of friends down. We went to Top Golf, and then we stayed in at Surfers. My brother came up, was up from Canberra for work, and managed to tee up that he could come stay for the weekend. So he got a place down the coast, and we all got to hang out, and you know had a great night. Everybody sort of started to go home from Top Golf or wherever they were going. Uh, me and my brother and Emma and her 
two of her girlfriends or maybe one or two of her girlfriends. Um, one of them being this, this particular uh, woman was, they kind of said to us, we were sort of in Cavill going for another drink and they were like, oh, we're pretty tired. We're going to go back to the room and just crash. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, me and my brother stayed out for a bit longer. We had a couple more beers and then basically went back to the room. I came back to the room and I found them cut off in bed together. So one was under the covers, one was on top of the covers. And I was kind of like, the fuck are you doing? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, nothing, 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 nothing. I'm like, yeah, nothing. So, like, what's going on? Again, nothing, 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 nothing. And the one thing about our relationship that I can safely say that having any kind of conversation with her was very difficult in this respect because it took so much energy and effort to get, if there's an issue, to get that problem to come to the surface. So a conversation that you go, listen, mate, you've been a dickhead. To get to get her to say that, it took four hours of me going, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Sounds like fun, man. Yeah, it was pretty hard. So that kind of was what happened there. And um, after we sort of, um, I sort of tried to talk it out there at the hotel room. And I think she said, oh, um, she's like, oh, we just kissed. I was like, okay. Like, that's all you did. Okay. Fine. I don't, like, I don't have an issue with that. I don't really care. Like, as long as at the end of the day, you come back to me. That's all that matters. And so the next day, we got back to Indro and just something just wasn't sitting right, didn't feel right. And I'd sort of left it and let it sit, let it sit. And we were both sitting on the couch and and I just kind of kept saying, I'm like, so what's going on? Like, what's what's up? What's up? And then all of a sudden it was, uh, you know, this whole thing. Um Oh, I think, uh, I think I'm gay. Okay. All right. So, well, you you think you're gay or you are gay. So obviously, this is from my perspective. Um, she is, as far as I'm aware, openly gay. I don't want to sit here and go. She's not openly gay. Her family know. From what I can see, she, now that we don't talk, she lives the lifestyle pretty hard. Yeah, you, you're not uh, opening the closet. Yeah, or I'm not. I'm not opening here. the closet. Yeah. That you know, some people might not know, but fucking most people do and yeah I pretty much just was like look you either are gay or you're not like if you buy that's fine like we're both bi if that's the case then we can play with other people doesn't like we could have worked we could have worked yeah, around worked it, it yeah. we could have worked it out easily um, but she couldn't give me a straight answer and like it took I think it was like a day or two. It felt like it felt like an eternity because obviously, like I'm at this point, sort of going like, "Well, what's going to happen here?" Um, I had no clue, and yeah, she just um, she couldn't really give me an answer. So I said, "Well, if you can't answer that, then like we aren't we're done. Like we can't we can't go forward from here." I don't know if you've done anything else. I don't know, but at the end of the day. We need to, like, I need an answer. I'm not just going to sit here and wait three months and you go, ah, three months of sleeping around or hooking up with girls and then you decide that you're gay. 
that's not fair on me. Like, yeah. I don't want to wait three months if that's what the answer is going to be. So if you think, if you even have the slightest thought that you are, then you probably are. Yeah. Or to some degree. And I think that you now need to, she needed to then figure out what she needed to do and where and where she needed to go and move on to. Um, it, it's a super complicated, very complicated emotional web of frigging, mm. you know, decisions and feelings and like just yeah. the, you know, the fact that you're a married couple and that comes up, like, yeah, I know this is pretty hard to sort of have an understanding of what's gone through each individual's head. Yeah. I'm sure there's people out there that are probably thinking one way or the other of like, oh, you should have given her a chance or whatnot, but I mean you got to think about your emotions too yeah, in exactly. your life. Like, you know, it's pretty, pretty hard on both parties in that case. So yeah, it was a pretty shit scenario, man. I remember there, I remember it pretty well. Like, yeah, I was a the, fucking mess. Yeah. Dude. Like, yeah you're, it was rough. Yeah. It, and, and like, it, it only got worse too. Like, I mean, look again, at the end of the day, like I could, I look back on that and I did love her. We were married. Did like, she decide to leave or did you call it? I like, The we had to have more conversations. Like it was obviously not something that could happen. Like the this initial conversation wasn't a hundred percent it. There was a lot more to it that sort of came afterwards. And like there was a couple of times where she would we'd sit on the couch and we'd just try and try and talk it out. But it either ended up me trying to talk it out or her trying to say not how she felt, but like to give reasons why like it, things were going down the way they were. But it, there was like out of every, out of anybody that she could have talked to about this, it, to me, it never made sense why she couldn't come to me and talk about this because I'd literally just gone through a similar thing myself. Yeah. Not saying that what I was going through was the same as what she was going through. But if this had have happened earlier there would have been more of a oh like more of a grace period instead of just like happening boom yep here it is she could have been chasing an outside perspective as well i mean yeah yeah you're the the main character in the relationship so yeah um there's reasons probably why yeah she didn't want to come talk to you yeah and, and look that's and that's fine i mean i guess the other thing too is like i mean as you can tell from the podcast so far i can talk through wet cement when I get going and you know, I should have um, like, maybe I could have handled things differently, but obviously the way things went down just didn't sit well with me the way she couldn't have just mentioned yeah. something like just nine months later. Ah, oh, that's what I should have said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we just, um, we sort of, we got chained. There was one particular night that was really quite bad. And, um, I had, um, she had gone out with a bunch of girls and come home and obviously we were still living together. So this is, we've basically our, our relationship has just crumbled and in like it, she never showed any, well, she didn't show any emotion apart from that first couple of conversations that we had. Um, I'm a very emotional guy. So I not seeing that, you know, our 10 year relationship 
has just fucking disintegrated and her just going, well, fuck, I'm going to go out. And basically her personality changed from what I knew to a completely different person, which involved, you know, look, a lot of, a lot of different things like partying and stuff, which she didn't really do when we were together. We were like, we we're all, everyone's always down to go for a drink and have a good party, but not to the extent that she started to do, Yeah, you know, um, she went back to smoking, which was, um, like kind of the, that was kind of the thing I saw and was like, oh, that's an L in the coffin. Like that's, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Fair enough. So do you think she's happier now? Oh man, no doubt she's happier now. Are you happier now? Well, look, you know, depends on the day of the week. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I'm much happier now. Yeah. Much happier now. Like I think, uh, you know, um, like obviously there was a, all the stuff that happened to me in that time. Cause that obviously wasn't the only thing that happened. Like within a three month period, my parents moved away my wife basically left me and then my grandma, who was one of my best friends, passed away within a three-month period, which absolutely fucking killed me. And I was just a wreck. Like, I... It's, it's hard to even, like, look back on that time and, and sort of... Well, and I don't remember a lot of it because I was just a mess. Like, I'd go to work, I'd come home, I'd just go to bed. Yeah. Like, I'd, like, I'd still played hockey, I think, through the whole thing, but... Again, hockey's that one thing that I can do where everything else just switches off. Yes. And if everything switches off, then I'm good. The second that it all like set the basically the come down from playing the sport and then having a beer afterwards and then you just go fucking straight back down to the down to the bottom again. And there was plenty of times where I had conversations with like yourself and uh, with Nick and um Casey is another one. Casey spent a lot of hours with me after beers. Like, just he, he was kind of at that point was one of the only single dudes that I really sort of knew at that point because I didn't really have any other big circles. Everyone was kind of either married or partnered off, and yeah. he was the first person that I'd sort of, sort of you know had good chats about you know single life with, and it just like yeah, he like he took a lot on. You know, like we might not see eye to eye the best of times, but I tell you what, he fucking like, he definitely saved my mental health a lot in that time. Yeah. 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 I got a lot of things I can rip about Casey, but, uh, I think we all can, but that's I, I don't think I will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, we, it's, look, we, man, we it's good can. to have that sound on board and I'm glad yeah. he was there for you. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty dark seeing it. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I can't yeah. even, I can't even fathom what, like, I mean, I knew how I felt, but I couldn't tell you, like, again, you, you saw me going through the worst of it. And I mean, fuck, if you asked my housemate, Alex at the time, what, uh, what I was like at home, like, yeah, I'd, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to know actually. Cause I just don't like, I don't, I don't remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like most things in life, man, you have a grind period and then you come out the other side. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, we came out the other side and end up fucking pretty good to be honest like you know a bunch of really great things happened after all this went down like um like it was hard with her leaving i like sort of living still living in the same apartment um once that was done 
like everything sort of got a lot better. I think the worst, the probably the, the lowest I got was when she took the bird. Yeah. Like when she moved out and took Miko, I was fucking just, that was the, that was like the lowest spot like at that point. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I remember like, you raging for a few weeks about that. Yeah, I was pretty, pretty gutted um, just because I had looked after him for so much while she was going out partying. Like I stayed at home and just, you know, did, well, I mean, I didn't have any reason to go out. I just played games and went to hockey and went to work. I didn't really want to go out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so when she took the bird, I'd like, we'd got a really special bond and then she takes him and I was just like, fuck, I just, yeah, like a lot, I definitely lost it. But the most important thing of that story is I got him back and that's the most important thing yeah. on that. He's my little buddy. Cool. So that was a uh, pretty shit time, obviously. Yeah. And uh, coming out of that, um, you started getting, moving on with pretty much every part. I remember you got a new job. New girlfriend, new house, yeah, new bird, yeah, yeah. So like, pretty much, it's sort of after all that, the healing sort of started to really happen, and I was pretty lucky because I had like, man, honestly, like I'm I'm so lucky to have the friends that I do because there's so many people that I can look at back on that time and just go, there was points where that person fucking you know saved me that night and one of the so one a couple of people in particular um there was times where like uh my buddy justin he was in the city and he'd just be messaging me going oh hey what's up i'm like yeah not good like i'm not good and he would just i think he messaged me at like 12 30 12 o'clock at night maybe uh he's like i'm literally in the city he, he lives out at Beanley. he's like i'm literally in the city do you want me to come around i was like I mean, I don't want to put you out, but you know, if you, that's up to you, man. He's like, yeah, I'll be there in like 10 minutes. He's literally drive driven over pretty much like just sat there with me and just, you know, talked, soundboarded and bloody whatever you want to say until like three o'clock in the morning. Then, you know, driven home, like just out of nowhere. He's just yeah. like, oh, I'm just going to be there. You know, just going to be there, be a good dude. Just be there for people, you know, and fucking um, Michael Elliott, he and... Matt Hitcher, Matt Hitch, Matt, Matt, oh my God, Matty Hitcher. He, um, those boys fucking like really hooked me up. So we, like, they knew I was struggling and I'd played hockey with Mick for a long time and I'd met Matt maybe twice, maybe twice. Like, l- like, lovely guy. Mick just went, dude, think you need to win. We're going to Thailand. You want to come? And I'm just like, fuck yeah. Well, I was like, I said, dude, I don't have the money. I don't have the money. He's like, look, Something's happened with the trip. Four of us are meant to be going. One person's pulled out. Everything's already paid for. Hitcho managed to get a massive payout from a job that he had left. Got given like a huge flight center gift card as a as a like a leaving bonus or whatever it was. And pretty much just went, We've already paid for it. This other guy can't come. All we got to do is change your name on the flights and all you've got to do is have your spending money. So within, that was, I think, maybe June? Maybe June? By, I think it was maybe August, September? Off of Thailand. That's like, awesome. just out of nowhere. And like, man, that that and that trip was fucking just, I had the best time. I really did. And I, it was just one of those things, like that trip, fucking that, that literally was the turning point. Yeah. You know, like, um, 
I go, they go, yep, you're coming. Sweet. They get everything changed around. The second they got everything changed around, my brother went, you going to Thailand? I was like, yeah. And I was like, you should come. I said, I'll talk to the boys. And they're like, the boys look at me and go, we're not paying for him too. I'm like, yeah. no, you don't need to fucking pay for him. Yeah. Would you care if he rocked up? And they went, no, not at all. Fucking the more the merrier. I'm like, all right. So my bro- within 24 hours, my brother's booked return flights from Canberra to Thailand. He's meeting us over there five days, uh, three or four days after we get there. We were there for two weeks. He rocks up. Um, then I was down in Canberra visiting him for his birthday in June after he'd already booked the flight. So I must have been... April, maybe it was all this sort of went down. And we were, st- were sitting around the dining room table at his apartment and we kind of went, he kind of goes, wouldn't it be funny? And I was like, fuck, what, what are you talking about? He goes, wouldn't it be funny if dad came to Thailand? <laughs> and I just went, that fucking would be hilarious. I said, there's no way that mum will ever approve that. And mum sticks her head out from the bathroom and goes... I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> Let's look at pricing and we'll see what we can come up with. And we've just gone, fuck, all right. Within 24 hours, he's booked on a fucking flight to Thailand as well. Damn. So we're just like, all the boys are over there. I get to go there with my dad and my brother, plus all the plus the guys I went to on the trip with. And we just drank and drank and saw boobs and fucking just did awesome shit it was we had so much we just fucking ate too much we literally lived like kings for the the whole time we were there that's awesome because it's just so cheap and honestly like i just yeah it literally it it was a turning point everything changed after that everything changed um you know like i dated a couple of people here and there but nothing really nothing ever sort of stuck and or just was just kind of like a date wasn't really like we'd go on dates and like kiss here and there or whatever, but it was never anything crazy. And then uh, I was out one night with Mick after we came back from Thailand and he goes, Oh, we've got a, um, like, I know you don't live down the coast, but like, if you really want to meet someone like me and Kim, his partner met through this Facebook group, just Gold Coast singles, whatever it was, that's Gold Coast singles. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then I sort of jumped on and they go, just do a like introduction thing and people will talk to you or they won't talk to you. I'm like, all right. I literally did my introduction, saw this red, cute redhead pop up and say, oh, welcome. And I was like, oh, well, I messaged a few people. I'm not messaged, like commented on a few things and commented on hers and fucking next thing I know, we'd been talking nonstop text messages, phone calls for fucking days. Sounds like it's stalking each other. Yeah, exactly. She stalked the shit out of me. Um, you know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I don't dude. think that's how she'll say it. But, no. Yeah. Well, look, you know, she saw the calves and just melted. So that's why, that's how, that's how, how that worked. <laughs> <laughs> she'll tell you another story, but it's all fucking lies. <laughs> sure it is. Yeah. Cool. And there you go. Yeah. And then that's, Literally a year later, we well, we, just, well, we started dating in April, and a year later we moved in down the. I moved to the coast and got job tran- got JB transferred down to the coast, and we moved in together and went from there. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, 
Was that? So you were working JB down the coast. Was that pre-COVID? Oh, that was during. During COVID. So you, yeah, change your job in retail during COVID. Sounds like a smart move. Well, no, not at all. Because I was, I've, I'd always worked in retail. So the whole time I was with Emma, basically, I was in. I worked for JB for ten years. So when I, when we said so we're moving down the coast, the they managed to get me a transfer, just a brief transfer for um, to work at Coomera just as a filling point until they could find me a bit, like a proper spot. And with that, um, obviously because I moved down here, they were like, oh yeah, you can live, work. I think I worked there for three months and they went, oh, we've actually got you a permanent spot down at Pack Fair. Um, and that was, so when me and Sav were talking before we'd sort of officially started dating, it was just as they were ramping up all the, like you see it on the news, there's all this stuff to do with COVID going, oh, this is, you know, this could be pretty bad. It, like it wasn't at a point yet wherever it was like, it was mandates and stuff like that. But it was very, like I was down at my parents' house and they were, it was all over the fucking news because like they're, they're old. So like, they still watch the news. And every night at the dinner table, the fucking TV's on blaring this fucking, this thing is happening and it's bad. Yeah. Like I think I got back couple of days and then they closed the borders so and that's when it started to like it went crazy and like the entire time i was at um pack fair uh was all during covid yeah Yeah, all during covid which was just fucking insane yeah it was so then so when did you move away from jb so i moved from uh jb so it was actually only last year yeah, right. Um, so I moved from JB. I got, uh, I found, uh, so I'd been trying to like at JB, I've been trying really hard to try and move up. Like I really wanted to try and do management or even just a coordinator role just to try and get my career going. Like, cause look, look, I didn't study anything. I don't really have the smarts to study that kind of stuff. My brain just doesn't fucking work that way. So I look, I'm in retail. That's kind of where I'm at now. I've been in there for so long if I want to change jobs, my pay goes straight through the ground and I just can't afford it. So where I'm at now has to be pretty much where I stay or I have to go higher. And JB just wasn't like, I wasn't making enough commission in the department that I was in and I'm not a sales gun. Like I'm not going to sit there. I can't sales for shit, to be honest. Like I don't like trying to, I'll be brutally honest about everything all the time. Yeah. And that's definitely not what a salesman needs to be. Unfortunately, salesmen are not that all the time. They'll just want to tell you, they tell you what you want to hear. And I don't really do that. People pick up a product and I'll go, you don't want that. Yeah. And they go, oh, I want that. No, you don't want that. Trust me. You don't want that. That might make me $40. And then I'll still sell them a product that will make me $10. Yeah. Uh, do you mind, cat? We're talking here. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, it was just, I didn't, I don't know, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I tried moving up and nothing happened and I sort of started looking for jobs. I was pretty miserable at that time at JB because we, you know, had a lot of issues with our management team and um, during COVID, we actually, uh, one of our, our 2IC who was probably one of the most incredible humans that you would ever meet, like the nicest, nicest guy, would give you the shirt off his back um, uh, Sammy Kessel, he p- 
passed away during COVID and that was fucking rough. I'd only known him for a short amount of time, but he made such a massive impact on me working at JB. If he was working, I was happy. Yeah. Like he was just that guy. And that was brutal. Like it affected the whole store. It affected so many people because he was just such a good guy. Yeah. Um, like just, he literally just done the Kokoda challenge, not a couple months before and then just fucking dropped dead. Like, it, did, it didn't make sense. He was the fittest, healthiest guy you could look at and just gone. It's fucked. And so after that kind of, you know, we, he was sort of the, the person dealing with the brunt of the new store manager and he was sort of trying to keep everyone, you know. He was the bullshit filter. Yeah, he was a bullshit filter and he, he did such a fucking good job at it because as soon as he was gone, like it... It was okay for a little bit because obviously we kind of had a, you know, a teething process because we just lost our, you know, manager and everyone loved him so much. So the new store manager didn't really kick on many toes. But to be fair, like all the power to the, to the store manager, he, um, he did it. He wasn't a bad guy. A lot of people don't like him, but I, I the way I look at kind of work and stuff I don't know if you feel the same way but if you've got an employee obviously if they go um if he asks you to jump off a bridge would you do it obviously not but if he's your boss and he tells you to do something at work it's your job to fucking do it yeah you don't just sit there and kick up a stink about it just fucking do the job if you give him a suggestion the amount of times I would just go I just say to him I said I'd go yeah cool Tommy no problem I'll do that for you. So I would go and do it for him. Knowing full well, I'll change that back in two days' time because I'll was, I was say to him, I'm like, mate, this, doesn't, this isn't working. I think we need to change it to this. And he'd go, no, you're right. Hmm. It's all about just making that decision to appease and then just word it in differently and, and just change it when you need to later on. Yeah. And so many people being, JB being such a young group of people, just don't know how to do that. They just know, they just don't know. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like, I just did my job. So if I did the job that I needed to do, merchandise, always looked busy, always did stuff, of course I'm going to get left alone. So I always got left alone. I always just got, they always just knew that I'd come in and just do, do the work. They didn't have to sit there and fucking micromanage me. Yeah. I could just do it. I've been at JB for, you know, at this point, like nine and a half years. I was fine. I knew exactly what I was doing every day when I came in. So I just did it all. But, Fair enough. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I kind of got to that point now where I just went, look, I think I need to start looking for something else. And I started looking for more jobs. And I really, I have this thing for merchandising. I don't know what it, don't know why. I just like to make things look good. I just like it. You like shiny things. Yeah, I like shiny things. I want things to look nice. And I feel like personally, in my opinion, if you walk into a store and it's poorly merchandised, I don't, I fucking hate it. If I'm a customer walking into a store and it's messy, I'll probably just walk out. If I can't find it myself, I'll walk out. Yeah. And most of the time it's because it's, it's poorly merchandised. That's the, that's the whole reason. Yeah. So I have this thing for it. That and mum was a visual merchandiser for a long time and she was very good at it. And I think, I think I kind of got like the eye for it from that. It could be a lot to do with my fucking ADHD or whatever that I just have to have things looking good. But I really wanted to do that. And I found this job 
at Total Tools and it was literally a visual merchandising job, getting paid a lot more money than I was getting paid now to do it. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to apply for it and see what happens. I honestly, like I apply for jobs and just think I'm never going to fucking get that. Yeah. They're not going to be interested at all. And I got a call back when I was on, was on a four day, four or five day weekend. I think I was away for Sab's birthday and I got this call and, um, he's like, Oh, you got time to talk. I was like, Oh, I mean, I sort of looked at her and I was like, talk. And she's like, yeah. So I started having this chat with this, with the guy, um, from Total Tools and just told him how like passionate I was about making things look good, which just, I personally think I feel like it's a, it's a lost art in a lot of stores these days. Like, you walk into most stores and they're just messy. People yeah. don't care. They just drop things in the wrong places. If you merchandise it correctly, you can make a lot more sales. And that's a lot of people, at, in particular JB, they really push the sales thing, obviously. Like every customer have to talk, do this, do that, ask them, ask them this, add this many KPI things to your sale, blah, 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 blah. But if you merchandise your department so good it can add so much more to the sales as well. Yeah. Which a lot of people just don't do. And I sort of went, I sort of, you know, said this to him and he was like, oh, all right. Um, he pretty much offered me the job on the spot. He was like, I love that. I love the way you're talking about this. I want you, but we should still have a, we still gotta have a sit down. Like, that's fine. So I, we literally um, had, a, I had no uniform. I had no nothing to wear. So I was down there for a um, you know holiday in Brisbane from the coast. And I didn't want to, it was like, oh, I don't really have any clothes. He's like, just go and buy some more. I'm like, oh, all right, dude, I don't have any money. So I guess so. So fucking mum sent me some money to buy a shirt and pants. And I went to, um, went to this interview on the way home from um, Brisbane and yeah, they got there, had the interview, and they offered me a contract on the spot and signed me up. So yeah, yeah. And was that before or after you found out that you were going to be a dad? That was before, well before. And to be fair, if I had have known I was going to be a dad before that, I probably wouldn't have left JB because JB has really good um, parental leave and stuff. Oh really? Yeah. So they they started that uh, probably at, at eight months before I left. No, obviously we hadn't even thought about like yeah. kids like we weren't at, at all at that point yet I mean we you know we've only been together realistically got three years four maybe three, four and a half three and a half years so yeah we weren't really ready for that um so I didn't really think anything of it surprise surprise there you go alright so you find out you're gonna be a dad <clears throat> but I want you to tell the people the same story you told me about when you found out it was not going to be one Oh, <laughs> well, okay. So for all of you people playing at home, some of you probably heard this already, but so, um, the shock was originally, yep. Sav said I'm pregnant and I'll actually, no, she didn't say she was pregnant. I said, I'm pretty sure you're pregnant. And she's just like, I'm not pregnant and flat out refused to, uh, to, go with the fact that she was pregnant. And I was like, no, no, I'm telling you now, like I've got a bad feeling about this and I'm, I'm sure you're pregnant. Like the, every, all the signs add up. I'm pretty sure this is the thing. She's like, no, 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 no. For days she would just say, no, 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 no. We did one test. It was very faint. 
Like a COVID t- rat. Yeah, yeah, very, very faint. And I was like, no. Nah. I said, that's not enough. You're not pregnant. And then each day she'd take another one and each day it'd get darker and darker and darker. <laughs> and I'm going, oh, fuck. And then she kind of went, no, nah, these can be false negatives. It's not, it's not, no. Nah. And I was like, well, you're going to need to go to the doctors and get a proper test then, aren't you? She's like, yeah. So she went to the doctors, got the proper test. Congratulations. Surprise. (laughs) Surprise. You're going to be a dad. I was like, and you're going to be a mom. Like, fantastic. We're both kind of going, you know, you have the, you have the conversation. Like, I don't know if, if every parent has had this conversation, but you have the conversation of whether you're going to keep these Baby. It, it's called being an adult and having an a serious adult. conversation yeah. so about what's had, been presented. Yeah. yeah. So we had the conversation of um, whether we would have the thing that rhymes with shmushmortion. And um, we went with we went with no. Because I, I also said, I said, even if I wanted to, there's no way that you would want to not have this baby. And she's like, yeah. So I said, so even though I agree, I don't really get a choice in this you're going to do what you want anyway. She's like, yeah. I'm like, well, obviously we're going to keep the baby then. Yeah. So we get past this. We're okay. We're good with one. I'm like, I've got my head around one. You were good with one. No, you I, took, you it, took time. It, it took me time. Okay. Maybe it took me like, it, t- it took me about a week. I reckon a, a solid week. You know, I was like, okay, no, no I'm, I'm okay. One's okay. One's, you say, you one is okay. Week. Dude, I saw you at hockey for a couple of weeks. You're looking pretty white. I was still white, but like I was, I was kind of the, I'm like, because the the way my fucking head works, even if I'm like, yeah, I'm okay with this, the million other things that I'm thinking about in the background just fucking destroy me. So it's not just, oh, we're pregnant. It's, fuck, what happens if they get all my medical problems? What happens if we don't have, we've got no money? I don't, I'm, I don't have this kind of money. I. I'm struggling at work. I can't like, I'm really struggling at work, which like I'm not going to talk about on here cause it's current. So I'm not going to talk about it here, but um, yeah, it was bad. Like I was just a fucking wreck again. Then you see me at hockey. And when I get on the ice, the paleness probably goes away yeah. and then I get off the ice and the paleness comes back. <laughs> that, that's yes. pretty much what I saw. Yeah. yeah every, every week. <laughs> so uh, it was like, it took me a couple of weeks and I finally sort of went, yep. Look, it's happening. We're just gonna. It's it's all, everything's okay. We're good. Like it's it's gonna be fine. Yeah. So we anyway we go to. I think we go to the first scan. So yep, we're pregnant. We go to the first scan, and we're both sitting in the room, and the doctor, the scan person's just you know, fucking fine and looking at things, belly and moving things around, and yep, we're cool. We're good. Um. And then goes, oh, so here's one and here's two. And you can kind of see the little, before she said the two thing, you could kind of see two circles. Two little peanuts. Yeah, two little peanuts. And both Sav and I kind of look at each other and had that mental conversation with each other going, that doesn't look right. Why is there two? This is a bit, and then we kind of just like, it didn't say anything else. And then when she said, and this is the other one. I think the first words that came out of my mouth was there goes my hockey career. <laughs> Not that it was ever a career, but there, there goes hockey for life. And I just, 
I think it's the first time in my life I've ever been fucking so dumbfounded that I couldn't say anything. I just sat there and I was just like, internally, fuck, it would, internally a fly on the wall inside my brain. Fuck, 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 Yeah, fuck, fuck. it was, yeah, fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, it was fucking intense. And like, yeah, and I, like, I was at this point, by this point, I had fully well said, I only want one. I only want one boy. Well, I only want one child. Now I have reasons for that, but obviously not meant to be. And we find out that we're having twins. So the conversations that, that uh, happen are like within minutes of finding out that we're having twins is insane. So we find out we're having twins. We obviously don't, it's too early to find out whether they're boys or girls or whatever yet. We just know we're having twins. So you told me you asked for a recap. I did. I asked for a recount. I said, can you count them again for me, please? And she's like, one, two. I was like, fuck. It's still two. God damn <laughs> Can you minus one of them out, please? And I'm like, no, we can't do that. I'm like, fuck. Okay. Um, so I literally walk out of the room and Sav's mum was in the waiting room waiting. She was coming to watch, to watch the scan as well. And Sav's like... I, I don't even remember what she said because I was as soon as I said what I said I was like I, I just I just tuned out I didn't think I, I don't even really remember what anything anyone said after that uh, and I anyway I said do you want me to go get your mum now and she's like yes please I'm like cool so I literally opened the door walked out and then she's like is everything okay I literally walked straight past her I said she's in that room down there and I need a drink and I walked straight out <laughs> um, and she's like gone he wants a drink like this must be celebratory like wants a drink and then she like walked in there and sat down with sat down with Sav and she the lady gets the thing again starts doing the here's one and then before she can even get to the second one Sav just goes it's fucking twins (laughs) 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 and and she's just like oh my god like like starts losing her head too I'm at this stage on the phone outside the first person I call is mum so I call mum and I just went, she's like, how'd the scan go? And I'm just like, she's like, are you okay? I'm like, it's fucking twins. And she just goes, I shit you not. She just pisses herself laughing. She thinks it's the fucking funniest thing in the world. She's pissed herself off again. I'm just like, it's fucking not funny. And she's like, you're joking. And I'm like, no, I'm not joking. It's fucking twins. And then it sort of go, it sort of finally clicks in her head and she goes, oh, fuck, he's not joking. Oh, fuck, they're having, oh, fuck. Oh, my God, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I guess we're having twins. We're having two babies. And she's just like, everything's going to be okay. Well, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. And I'm like, all right, cool. All right, now I need to leave. I need to get off the phone. I need to call my buddy. So I call my, be- uh, she's like, yeah, cool, no problem. I'll talk to you later. I'm like, no problem. So I call my, and I get off the phone with her and I call my best friend, Lockie, who has got, three kids he's already got three kids and i was there when his first was born and he's been waiting fucking years for this and he knew that she was pregnant and he goes how is the scan and i just went scan was fine he goes you're not telling me something and i said yes i'm not telling you that it's twins and he goes his response was was laughing even louder than mum was he was just like he pissed himself and it was he just goes 
I fucking told you we were going to have two. I knew you only wanted one and I knew you were going to get two. Suck it. Like, <laughs> I was like, ah. <laughs> oh, so there you go. <laughs> dude, from the sidelines, someone having twins is one of the most funniest, hilarious, like just, mm. oh, it, it's, it's such a great moment to not be in, but to be watching. Oh, it's just the turmoil that happens in your head. And yeah. You're like, well, well, they're here and it's shit. and there's still turmoil. Like it's yeah. it's still there. <laughs> like, <laughs> but kudos on the names. Yeah, the Dude, names. But, the names are great. So, birth date, first of April. First of April. You sent out a message saying their names are what? Riley and Jonesy. Riley and Jonesy. And from anyone that knows Letter Kenny would know exactly the reference. Yeah, I knew the reference straight away, and my response to you was, "Is this an April Fool's joke?" Is this never for Australia? <laughs> and you are not the only person that said that because everybody who I know who, so yourself, uh, I'm pretty sure Lucas said the same thing. And then two guys at work also said the same thing. They don't play hockey and they both watch Letterkenny. And he messages me and goes, April Fool's, right? I'm like, yeah, no, their birthday's April 1st. And he goes, yeah, so the names are April Fool's show, right? I'm like, nah, dude, that's their fucking names. And he goes, oh my God, this is the greatest day ever. <laughs> that was my response. I was like, April Fool's, right? And you're like, no. I'm like, this is fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. I don't know how you got away with it, but that is epic. You know what? The, the, the funny thing is like, Sav, so we had like, we had so many names picked out because we, we both really wanted a girl. Um, and I you very early on that whenever I want something, I don't get it. So, um, I kept it pretty close. So I didn't like, I, I said a couple of times I said, I don't care what I get. I'm just happy if, if they're healthy. That's all I care about. After I got my head around the fact that it was twins, which took a couple of months, uh, look, they're here and it's still, I'm still like, fuck, I have two of these. My God. But I sort of just went, yep. No, we've like, we had names picked out. We had all these things. Then we found out it was two boys. Sav was absolutely devastated. She had it. She had this feeling that it was two girls. And the second we found out it was twins, I said, I want this to her. And I said, but I bet you it's this. And it was, I always said it was going to be two boys. I said, it's not what I want, but I'm telling you now that's what it's going to be. And it fucking was two boys. So when the names started coming up, the... Because obviously you've got twins, so you have to come up with two girls and two boys. And we had right. There was it was always going to be. I have it was always going to be Riley. The boy's name was always the original boy's name was always going to be Riley because I really like the name. But I um I really liked Denver as a name as well. Sav was not interested in that at all. She hated why. it. She was like, nah, actually surprisingly, it's not for the, it's not for that reason at all. It's purely because she taught someone, a kid named Denver uh, and yeah. he was a little fuck. So yeah, it's amazing how yeah. like your past experience can ruin a name. Yeah. It's like that little cockhead friggin' whatever yeah. his name. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what it was, especially it's even harder for when you have a partner that works in childcare. So that makes it even harder. So all the names you come up with, like every name that she's had a bad dealing with is completely off the books. Sort so of that on takes, topic, but off topic. Yeah. Do you know how awkward it is dating a girl that has the same name as your mother? 
That would be yeah, yeah that was weird. Man, yeah. I did that once. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I don't like that. Yeah, she was super cool, but man, that was that was you're always like, in the like, back of the brain. It's like this, oh, this, something wrong here. No, this ain't nice. So no. yeah, yeah, no, <clears throat> that relationship didn't last. Yeah, well, obviously, like, good reasons, obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, the um, so how we get the the names? Yeah, we came up with basically. I just kept giving her real bad names so that. It was always kind of going to be Riley. And we got a little bit of pushback from a few people on Jonesy because it's not a typical... No, it's not a typical well, first name. No, and it's, it's an Australia, name. so that's, that's a, anyone last name Jones is known as Jones. Jonesy, yeah, so, exactly. Um, yeah. And yeah, like, I mean, I know, I, got, I actually know a guy, a guy I played inline hockey in juniors and I still see him occasionally at inline hockey now. His name's Chris Jones and he literally messaged me and was like, you named him after me, didn't you? And I was just like, <laughs> no, bud. No, I didn't. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so we, we, when I gave, we came up with, I said, we'd just gone through watching a lot of Leonard Kenny. And I was just like, if you're going to call one Riley, and it's two boys, you've got to have Riley and Jonesy. It's got to be both. You can't just have one. And she's just like, took, took it like, it wasn't as long as you'd think. It was a pretty quick decision because she and I sort of explained. She was tired to, and she yeah, let it go. Yeah, down she was and, tired and she was pregnant with twins, so she didn't really have a choice at that point. And she kind of <laughs> yeah, let it guard down, and then all of a sudden it was Riley and Jonesy. But no, she had already watched it, and I, I explained to her why I wanted to call them that, and she's like, "No, that's a good reason. It's not because of the like, you know." It's not the wheel snipe Sally. It's not the this. It's the, it's the relationship that those two characters have in the show, where they're inseparable. They're, they're inseparable, and they're brothers, and like they're not brothers, but they're brothers. Yeah. You know, and that's why to me it was like it's got to be. It has to be. Anyway, we're cool. We've come, we've come up with a decision. We're like it's that. They're the names. There's no other names, and there's a couple of people had pushback. One of them was my mum. And mum was like, you cannot name your child Jonesy. That's not, a, that's not a, na- you can't, you can't. And he, I He's going to have the best he, high school experience ever. Yeah. 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 Everyone's going to love him. Everyone's going to love him. But there's so many, there's so many people go, like my uncle, for example, he's just like, he came to the hospital, saw the boys. The first thing he says to me was, the names are amazing. And he yeah. doesn't even know what Letterkenny is. And he's yeah. just like. Riley, great name, normal name. Jonesy, amazing name. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, it's a fucking great name. It's a really cool name. Dude, I'm on board. Yeah, I do. And so there's so many people, ah, oh, which is so good. But mum was like, no, nah, don't, I don't, I don't like it. I won't call him that. I'm not calling him that. I'm like, well, you cannot call him that, but we're calling him that. So you can either get on board or not. But we had like, not arguments, but we had conversations about it. And it literally got to a point where I said to, um, I said to her, Look, obviously, my name's Benson. How many people do you know with the first name Benson? I can tell you how many people I know with the first name Benson. Two. One of them's me. The other one is a child that was named after me. <laughs> so, mum kept saying this. And I was like, you don't, you're not quite getting this. Let me explain it to you this way. She's like, Jonesy is a last name. Jones is a last name. Jonesy is the nickname of a last name. I said, well, Google tells me otherwise. There's other things. Jonesy has been used as a first name before. It is predominantly used as a last name and as a nickname. However, 
I said. But Benson's not a fucking first name either. She goes, what do you mean? I said, well, how many people do you know with the first name Benson? Again, I use this exact... There's two that I know of. One's me and one's one named after my name. And she said, okay. And I said, where is Benson usually used? I said, it's a last name. I said, this is why I know this. Because every time someone goes, I know a guy called Benson. I'm like, oh yeah, interesting. My first question to those people, then when they go, my name is Benson, I go, cool. First or last name? There hasn't been a single one with the first name, Benson. It's always a last name. And I just went, so technically you gave me a last name. I feel like I would have the same experience in China. Yeah, 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 100%. 100%. Yeah, fair enough. Um, But yeah, so yeah. Crazy. So we're what, a few months in now? Yeah, so we're, uh, I think this is a 10th week? 10 or 11, I think this might oh be going God, into... still talking of fucking weeks, Jesus Christ. I don't, that's all I know, dude. I don't, I've lost, I don't know how to turn that into months. I don't do, I don't do numbers. So I just get told what it is. Sav tells me, I think it's, I think it's 11 weeks, which dude. I think would be what, two and a half months? So my wife and I decided very early on in our relationship that we weren't having kids. Fair enough. Right. Yeah. And everyone doubted us. And was like, yeah, you, you'll change. You know. Well, 16 years into our marriage, we're, uh, we're still child-free. So we witness everyone we know going through the same thing. Yeah. So it's annoying to us that you're still in the phase of talking about your child's age in weeks. It's like, uh, I could do it in phase. days, but I didn't think about normal well, At least you're not in fucking like- days, man. Like- <laughs> God, it's like less than one. That's all we need to know, man. Less than one. Or, or okay, they're, 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 they're less than a year old. Yeah. There you go. Cool. There Has go. there been growth in the names? Is mum happy? Is I don't think. Is Seth I, happier? I think mum is mum's on board now. I, th- I still think she'll like because when when we named them the middle names, we kind of made it so you could call them. So um, Riley's name is. Riley James. Uh, so you call him RJ if you wanted to. Or Jim Jones. Yeah, or Jim Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy and Jonesy. Jimmy, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then Jonesy's name is uh, Jonesy David. And so you call him JD. Mum was very much like, I'll call him JD. And so far hasn't called him JD once. Yeah. So she, she got over it pretty quick, uh, I think. I think, um, yeah, it definitely is a... The names are different. definitely weird, but I, I, I love them. I wouldn't. I, they, as soon as they came out, I, I was like, there's no doubt. They're both those. That's their names. Sick. And how is being a dad? Dude's fucking um, stressful. Sleepless. Like, uh, it's it's hard to explain. I mean, unless you've, you know, like, unless you've been a dad, you sort of don't know. But the, the thing is, everyone sort of goes, you've got, you know, one baby, most, most of the time, like I know obviously you know a few people now with twins. I didn't even know had twins. Like for some reason it just never registered in my brain. And, um, like when we found out we we're pregnant with twins, a couple of people that I'm friends with have gone, yeah, I'm, I've got twins. And I didn't even fucking think of that. Yeah. Um, so now you're in like this elite level of yeah, parenthood. No, cause apparently it's like a, down, especially down the coast, I think it's something in the water, to be honest. Yeah. Because apparently down the coast, like when we went through um, like the Gold Coast Hospital, that uh, so many nurses were like, oh, we're having so many twins lately. 
Like it's so it's not even a, a thing anymore. Like it's it's happening quite a lot. So the damn um, COVID vax. Yeah, it's a kick. The fucking COVID vax. Um, I'm joking. People don't cancel me. No, yeah, please don't cancel me. The podcast hasn't even released yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, like it, the it, it's just there's a like there's a lot. I obviously judge myself pretty harshly, and then you go through all these phases and like feelings that you know like you think that you're not there enough and like i know like i'm still playing hockey twice a week and i'm still i go to work every day so i'm never home like i'm I'm never home but it's not you know sav's at home looking after the boys someone's got to go to work i don't have a choice if i had a choice my choice would be very simple not go to fucking work yeah that's but it's most not people's choice it would be most people's choice but that doesn't necessarily come across that way from what I've, I've had this conversation with a couple of people now that they're like, you know, parents like mothers don't see that as a answer. They, they see you answer that way and they go, Oh, that you think that you can do a better job. That's absolutely not what I think at all. I just don't want to go to work. Yeah. I would rather be at home spending time with the, with the babies and with her. If that's, how it works otherwise she has to go back to work then in which case it'd just be me and the babies yeah. but also I know for a fact that I don't think I could handle them both at the same time I, str- I struggle with it like if I'm looking after the boys by myself like it's the worst time just because I like I'm long and lanky it's very hard to like hold two babies then feed them with two bottles and do all these things that you know I watch Sav do and she can do it like it's just the easiest thing in the world. She will be like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. But for some reason, she makes it look so fucking easy. Yeah. So easy. Well, at this age, your uh, yeah, number one job is just keeping them alive and you're doing that. So. Well, yeah, exactly. They, they haven't died yet, which yeah. is good. We don't, you know, we don't want that. I mean, it's 2023 and you're living on the Gold Coast. They're not on drugs and they're not vaping. So you're kicking ass. Oh, to be honest, I was very scared they'd come out of the of the womb vaping. To be honest, I was very concerned about this because it yeah. is a thing down here. So Yeah. yeah um, no, they're, look, they're reasonably healthy. Riley hasn't been too great this week. Jonesy and Riley both got their... Um, I always pronounce it wrong, Men- meninger cockle B or A yep. or something like that, um, because there has been a few um, cases in the area, so we just wanted to be extra cautious. Of course, we have to pay for this one, which is a fucking cost of goddamn fortune. But they had their injections for that on the first of three injections on Monday, and that was has made this week incredibly difficult. The boys have been very, very unsettled. The first two days, they had like mad sweats. They were just like pale, and they were clearly not well. Yeah. Um. But like, couldn't even that they didn't sleep for the, like this week is probably been the least amount of sleep I've had since they were born because they were just such a struggle. How Sav's still awake, I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's you know that's been pretty shitty. Now we think Riley might have conjunctivitis as well, which is really weird. Um, but yeah, we've got to you know, go back to the doctor this week and we'll get them sorted. But yeah, fresh stuff. Yep. Yeah. Fresh, fresh, fresh. Okay. Cool. Yeah, right, man. man. Well, we've got a couple of questions for you to, because we've already done your questions. Oh, we have done my questions. Oh, so, you've got more questions. I've got, I've got questions I made up. So they're not I, oh, I like things that this. you know are coming up. Um, cool, man. So first one is, uh, career goals. Yeah. Where, where do you want to be in 10 years time? 
not where I am now. <laughs> Good start. Um, Good start. Honestly, man, I don't know. Like, again, like I kind of like expand on what I said before. Like, I just, I don't, um, I can't just go and study something. And a lot of people, like my brother's one of these particular people in particular who he said, he said a few things that, yeah, you know, like kind of hurt every now and then. But he, um, he's a very book smart person. He can study. He reads a book somehow, and will just absorb all of that knowledge, and it just stays there. The only knowledge that I absorb is music lyrics, movie quotes, <laughs> storylines, and plots for movies I haven't seen in fifteen years, and shit from hockey that I probably shouldn't remember yeah I don't I don't if it if it's not something that I'm absolutely interested in I cannot learn it and it's not me saying this because like I haven't tried it I have fucking tried it <laughs> I've tried to learn I've tried to do extracurricular stuff sweet so we can take work. doctor architect all those things all those off the table that's cool. Basically, that, um, that still leaves a lot of shit out there. Man. Yeah. Uh, look, do you I, still see yourself in retail? Do you want to do something else? I wouldn't mind. I don't mind working in retail. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but I need to move up working in retail if I'm going to stay there. Um, like the the money thing's quite difficult because I need to be making a certain amount of money, otherwise my like my wages don't cover costs for what we like live for at the moment, and because Tab's not at work. Um, she gets paid considerably quite a lot more than I do or she will be in the future um, and that's the that's the hard part is like I need to be making a certain amount of money I've looked at stuff like do I go and sit behind a desk and answer phones like do I do reception do I do this do I do that like I've got the personality to be a front of house person and be that be that guy or be that person but a lot of companies especially in like the medical industry don't want a guy at the front of the helm. Yeah. That's that's in a lot of industries and a lot of positions at the moment. Yeah. It's they, they, they're very specific on what they want. Yeah. Um, you know, like I have uh I I'm always looking for I've always on the lookout for something else. Um, you know, like I've found um I found a job recently which hopefully something comes out of that, but like I've had one phone call about that job this week. So we'll see if that happens but like it that honestly that job would be fantastic if it happens but i just don't i'm not gonna get my hopes up for it because usually when i do then i don't get them so cool let's not think about that but yeah that's i kind of think that I, I do like the sort of retail space but i think it would i kind of wouldn't mind being like a back of house in retail like the when i was at jb there was a, like there's like the guy uh his name's cam and he did um the work that he was doing was very much in the background. So he would like, if there's a new JV store opening, he was the guy that was helping with the layout, organizing all that sort of stuff. And then merchandising the whole store, checking on stores, merchandising and things like that, which I was like, yep, that job's amazing. Uh, I want, I want that job. But in that company, it's like, you've got to basically wait for someone to dice before you can take a yeah. job there. Cause nobody ever wanted to leave. Um, yeah. Um, thinking back over the what 30 something years that you've spent on this planet 37 37 so old yeah I know (laughs) 
dude, I had a heart attack today because I was going, going home from the gym and realized that like I turn 40 next year. Party. All my friends turn 40 next year. My wife turns 40 next year. My liver started hurting on the drive home going, oh. next year is going to suck. Well, look, I'm looking forward to your There's 40th. I hope I get an invite. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. You're like, nah. You're like, I'm not going to do anything. I probably, I probably won't. I'll be recovering from everyone else's 40th. Um, Just have one joint 40th. Everyone has a jo- like middle of the year. Everyone's birthdays at the same time. Have one piss up for everyone, and that's it. Nah, too <laughs> many selfish people in my friend group. Um, yeah, fair enough. Cool. So in the 37 years you've been on the planet, what's the big achievement looking back? And don't do the parent thing and saying having kids, because um, that's just having unprotected sex. Um, you look back and go, I can't believe I, got, I did that. I can't believe I achieved that. Like you set out going, um, this probably isn't going to happen, but then you did it. You nailed it. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, like the, yeah, the, the babies wouldn't have been my first choice because they haven't been around long enough for me and they, ha- they haven't done anything like apart from hold their head up for 30, 20 seconds or whatever. They haven't done anything of worth yet. Like, cause that, you know, love into pieces, they're adorable, but they just eat poop and sleep. It's literally all they do yeah. one day. Like I, when I, and you know, if I've parented them and they, you know, get, you know, move further into the, into the, into the real world, turn 18, get married, have kids of their own. Then I can say, yeah, I've like that. They are my greatest achievement. Yeah. But, um, I would say potentially, um, Probably the two things I'd say playing hockey for as long as I have is probably my highest achievement because there's not a lot of people out there that can say they've been playing a sport for that long. Um, Like I've been playing hockey since I was in the third grade. It's a long time to do anything, especially for someone like me with ADHD who can't focus on one thing for, for a long period of time. This is literally the longest thing I've done. This has been the longest relationship I've had. Like, it's just, it's, and I've, and I'm still not sick of it. Like I still do every week and I never want to stop. Like, and the thing I said to you on the, one of the prior episodes was for me, if I have to give up hockey, like I can't be anywhere near it because I wouldn't cope. Um, I'd be devastated. Um, so that's probably one of them. Uh, I think the other one too is going like travel, just general traveling because, I never thought I would because I could never get the money together to go. So the first time that I went to the States in 2014, that was a, that was a huge achievement for me because I was like, I was always like, this is this is too expensive. I can't afford this. I can't afford this. I can't keep, I kept saying this and then I just went, oh, we finally saved up. We went, had the fucking best trip, saw some incredible things, ate some incredible food. Like, I never thought I'd go to New York City. Yeah. Never. Like, went there. I still look back on that and go, fuck, that place is just magical. And I don't know. It's dirty and gross. And yeah, it is. It's so many things about it, but... Dude, check out the squirrels in New York. Yeah. Like, they've got like six eyes. And you see a squirrel arms. in New York, man. Like, the thing's <laughs> been mugged 17 times. It's got firmness <laughs> in. It looks really fucking rough. Yeah. Yeah, you go up to like Montreal or something, you see the squirrels up there. They look like they've just had a perm. Like, their yeah. hair's just yeah. like fluffy. They're, they're all conditioned and fluffy and stuff. But the New York squirrels, they, they're gangsters. Yeah, they've been around. Yeah, they usually have to fight for the food off the rats, right? So, um, but yeah, like that, I think that that trip, that particular trip changed my 
uh, like how I was going to do that again. So like, so, so I've been to America twice, Thailand twice. Obviously the second trip to Thailand, I didn't have to pay a lot for, so it made that a lot more achievable, but like that trip to, to America, like I went with five grand spending money. That's a lot of money, you know? And, um, I never thought I'd get to go. And now I'm just like, I'm just aching to get back. So it's, that's that kind of bite, the getting that travel bug um, and then being actually able to do it was, is a huge achievement, especially for me here. I I really struggle with money. So that's a huge thing for me as well. I would have thought someone that uh, couldn't read music playing a live show would have been up there. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess you could, I guess you could say that too. Um, Yeah. I, I guess I still look at that and sort of go, it's a good, it's definitely good what I was able to do, but I really wish I had have just stuck with it when I was a kid. Like 2020 hindsight, if I could, if I could go back and if I was going to go back and do it again, or if I went, if I ran into, you know, past me, I'd kick him in the ass and go, oh, you know, you actually like music. Just stick with this. Just stick with it. Even if you don't go all the way, just stick with it. You know, um, mate. Then again, that might change the the you know the whole fabric of my life, though. So yeah, yeah. Fair enough. And last one I got for you, mate. So, um, if you were to write your own bio blurb, short, who is Benson? What would it contain? Up to now, just a blurb. So just. Something that what that describes like if you're on the back of a book that just goes this is what you're gonna get, yeah. Just uh, um, say you're going for someone else's podcast that never met you, they don't know who you are, and you need to send them a paragraph describing who you are, what you've done, why would they should talk to you. Ooh. It's not an easy one to come up with on the spot, is it? No. I could I could give you I could give you a bunch of things. I couldn't put it all together, but it, it would entail something like um cares too much, loves too hard, hockey obsessed, scatterbrain, but has a bunch of jokes that aren't funny and stories that go nowhere. That's literally the tagline for the podcast, and that's literally my life. Fair enough. Yeah, I reckon. It, like, obviously, you'd make that sound a bit nicer, but that's yeah. literally to to the to a T. It's a dot point. Thing, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. It's a dot point thing. Yeah, you know, I can't write things. <laughs> like, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Is there, was there anything else? Is there anything else that, need to, that that people should know about me? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What did you think of me when you first met me? Oh. Uh, Honestly, dude, first time we met, I don't even remember. I was, you know, coming back to the puckers yeah. after a long time. I was just worried that I couldn't skate anymore. Fair, fair enough. So I, yeah. spent the, I spent most of my time looking down at my feet going, oh, they still work. You're like, oh, this is how I do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but dude, like, I don't know, just friendly dude that everyone sort of thought that you were a good dude. You're sort of a bit like my brother in that sense. And my brother annoys me because, like, everyone just loves him. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, I could never figure that part out. Um, yeah, like, 
he's not good looking dude he's not a smart dude he's doesn't have he's just a dude doesn't have things or accomplishments he's just a dude that everyone just loves yeah. he just love talking to him he's just and you got the same thing man you're just yeah you're easy going you're easy to talk to you're open you're honest you don't have a mean bone in your body like yeah I definitely try not to that's for sure yeah except for that last game you played for us where you slashed that dude that was oh I did slash the fuck out I gave him the fucking lumber didn't I <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. did. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> look, okay. Look, when I'm on the, when I'm on the ring, it's a little bit different. But uh, off the ring, yeah, like. Um, yeah, but that's that's the Canadian sort of side of ice hockey, right? Yeah. It's like off the ice. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Uh, as soon as they get on the ice, it's like I'm gonna slit your throat with my skate. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's hardcore, eh? Yeah. And then as soon yeah. as they get off the ice, it's like, oh, sorry about that. Yeah. I think um like and, and that too with like going back to hockey and stuff we have there's so many like I we we all love the same sport we all go for the same reasons to a certain degree there's still so like you look on different teams and like no one likes us I guess everyone seems to have You're talking an about issue. the puckers yeah everyone seems to have issues with the puckers and like yeah. I you know look. That's that's up to them. I don't like. I don't know. I I don't tend to have issues with teams. I have issues with certain people, and most of the time, it's because those people have either tried to hit me, tried to hurt me, or tried to hurt someone that I know. Which to be to be fair, we play beer league hockey, and at the end of the day, we all got to get up and go to work tomorrow. Yeah, there's absolutely no fucking need to go out in a competition where there is no like it's not meant to be a it's not contact it's a non-contact league there's absolutely no reason it's meant to be meant to be but it's a non-contact league there's absolutely no need for that kind of violence um you know like there was one guy like last week on the i mean we're playing in friggin off season middle of the night games that no one gives a shit about we do it because we love the sport we want to play one dude absolutely tried to line up a hip check on me and I'm just like why yeah what is the point of that you know like he didn't which was funny but he absolutely like I saw him I saw him go for it and I was like this motherfucker is gonna try and hip check me and if he had to hit me I reckon he could have fucking like he could have done some serious damage yeah. it was an open it was an open eye so it could have it was also it was almost full contact on my bad knee as well which makes it even worse but if he had to hit me in that position and I hit the ice, there's every chance that I could have done a lot of damage because of somebody else. Yeah. You know, like, and I also don't want to get to that point where for myself, I don't want to go out there and absolutely level someone and be the reason they never get to play again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't understand uh, some of the aggression that we see on the ice. Like, yeah. There's some dudes out there, man. Like this is, bottom tier beer league in Australia and these yeah. guys are playing like the NHL scouts are in the yeah. stands like yeah <laughs> calm the fuck down yeah, you're just, 40 years old you're over it yeah just enjoy the ice time yeah just get out there have fun yeah like and I feel like um, this season in particular we've like the team that we've we, we sort of created Aaron um, Aaron myself um, Lucas and Sam Robbie kind of really 
have started this team uh, for the off season, and we're called we're, we're called the Canada Gooses, and I have I've actually never had so much fun playing for a team because for some reason we just we got a good team together. Everybody wants to be there. Everybody wants to have fun. We're winning. But where even if we were losing, we would still be having a good time. You say that. Uh, look, we've been there. I know. <laughs> I was there that season too, and it was it was. I'm talking about this season. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're did we're. Uh, I think our record is like zero wins, nine losses, two I, draws. I so thought far. you got to win. No, no, no. We've had two draws, but not not a single win, man. Fuck. And it's not from effort. Like the whole team. Yeah. The the morale for those figures is surprisingly good. We've got a good team. Everyone's working yeah. hard, but man, we just you just need that you need that one superstar to bring everything together and then it'll help, maybe. I think that's what it is, man. Like this division, like the teams are all fairly even, except every team's got like two guys that shouldn't be in the division. Yeah. And they just they get all yeah, the points. Every every team is stacked with and those couple we just players. Don't yeah. have that. We're just yeah. like, we're just an even team and yeah. I think our average team is probably the best average team in the competition, but we just don't have the yeah. you two take those, superstars. That, you take the superstars out and then you've got... Let, you let's know. retract superstars for a second. Um, they're not superstars because they're still Australian Beer League. They're just, yeah, but... They're, they're in a division or two lower than what they should be. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I think people would say the same thing about me too sometimes with that, but like I don't have the speed. Like I'm not, I'm not a person that you can't beat. Yeah. I'm very predictable, to be honest. You've seen the way I play, but I still manage to stop, stop Did people 90% of the time. You've got great positioning and an awesome stick, but yeah. uh, if someone gets around you, you're fucked. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right, which is why I play so, is why I play so deep. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> Up there for thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Be prepared is the, best, is the best option. But yeah, yeah. look, you know, at the end of the day, we just, we just want to play for fun. I, I want everyone to have a good time. I don't want anyone to get hurt. People just need to relax and realize it's just a game. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. Yeah, 100%. Man, episode three. Done. Done. Nice. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, if you've got any more other questions, like people out there in internet web land, um, Hit up the socials, Instagram, it's at happy hour from the Ramble Room. If you happen to find the Facebook page, because I still, for some reason, can't send anyone invites to the Facebook page. So it's very difficult. I don't know why. I send out invites and no one gets them. So No, I haven't um, seen it. Yeah, so jump on the Facebook page uh, if you can find it. Literally just type into your search bar, happy hour from the Ramble Room, and you'll find it. It's the only one that's called that. And our email is just happy hour from the ramble room at gmail.com otherwise great thanks for coming back again this no is worries, uh, the first uh, the first five episodes just us talking <laughs> <laughs> crazy yeah ah, awesome alright thanks a lot guys we'll, uh, we'll see you next week Lotus. there you have it guys episode one parts one two and three now completely done so hopefully you guys enjoyed that one and uh next week we're going to hit up lee again but this time we'll be talking to him about his life and accomplishments and you know things that he does and hopefully you guys will be around to enjoy that one currently just sitting here recording this little outro with uh little jonesy making his first appearance on the podcast uh you know hashtag dad life anyway guys have a great week see you later